Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by the East Baton Rouge Parish School System, inspiring humanity through transformational learning in the classroom and community. Initiatives like Pathways to Bright Futures allow students to graduate high school with an associate degree or an industry-based credential along with their high school diploma. More information at ebrschools.org. And by Three Roll Estate Craft Rum Distillery, crafting premium rum from their own Louisiana sugar cane. Three Roll is cane to glass. From Mansur's on the Boulevard, we're out to lunch with Stephanie Regal. It's business, Baton Rouge time. Hi, I'm Stephanie Regal. Welcome to Out to Lunch. It's no small feat to sustain a long and happy marriage, just like it's no small thing to build a successful business, or two or three, with the same trusted business partner. So to do both with the same person is nothing short of amazing. Most of us probably cannot imagine what life would be like if our spouse was also our business partner, or if our business partner was also our spouse. I'm sure in some instances it can be a disaster, but it just might be the magic bullet, the secret to success. With me today to discuss this are Misty and Brumby Broussard, who have been married for 15 years, are parents to two children, and are the co-owners of one of Baton Rouge's most popular food businesses. It's called Building 5, and it's a marketplace, eatery, and patio that specializes in seasonally inspired food from a unique, funky location under the Perkins Road overpass. Misty and Brumby have a successful track record founding and running small businesses. Before they moved back to Baton Rouge in 2015, they owned an upscale furniture and retail shop in San Diego where they lived for 12 years. They sold the store to a celebrity chef before relocating here. But it wasn't their first brush with celebrity. Both Misty and Brumby were in the film industry and, in fact, met on the set of America's Sweethearts before becoming restaurateurs. Misty worked in production and as a costume designer. Brumby worked in various roles on 30 films and spent three years as an assistant to none other than Julia Roberts. And as if that isn't interesting enough, he was trained professionally as a chef right here in Louisiana at the Louisiana Culinary Institute. And Misty has a degree in speech communications and marketing. Y'all are just like the most interesting couple we've ever had on the show. (laughs) Crazy Thank you yeah. for taking time out of your busy lunch rush to join me here at Mansur's for out thank lunch. You. Thank you for having thank us. Thank you, thank you. Okay, so tell us about the movie industry first. Y'all were, y'all were both in the movie industry even after starting out in culinary and marketing. Yes. And met on the set of America. Y'all, what were y'all doing? What brought you out to the movie industry? Um, I left right after culinary school, went to Dallas and worked in a restaurant on, with Stephen Piles at Star Canyon for a year and a half always wanting to move to Los Angeles. I wanted to write and produce and make things funny. Okay. And so I I ended up uh, going out to LA, not knowing many people, started out uh, as a private chef in a household until I could move into production and meet whoever I could meet to get in and started out as a production assistant and then moved on and started driving actors for producers and studios. Well, this is kind of like grunt work. Let's yes, be honest. exactly. Production yes. assistant means or, like driving yes, people around. Yes, doing exactly. You're getting coffee. You're getting whatever <laughs> they need. You're doing it. All right. And uh, you meet more and more people. And then finally, when I started driving actors, I met uh, Julia on a film. Uh, I was working for Gary Marshall 
on a few films. And oh, cool. Yeah, we did Runaway Bride. She was on that. I met her. And then I started driving her on Aaron Brockovich. And then shortly after that, she asked me to be her assistant. And I became her assistant. And then we ended up doing America's Sweethearts, where I met Misty. So, And what were you doing there, Misty? What had brought you to California? I had been in Los Angeles for a long time. After I graduated A&M, I went to London for six months just to work and nice. get overseas. Backpacked the rest of that year. And kind of when I decided to come back home, um, L.A. was just where I thought I wanted to go. I wasn't sure really? what I wanted to do. And I knew that that city kind of held opportunities for anything. So I... I think if you land in L.A. and you're not sure what you're going to do, you typically end up in the film business. Uh-huh. Um, same kind of thing. Started off production assistant. Uh, had worked on one movie, Pearl Harbor. Um, producer brought me over, had me set up America's Sweethearts. It was one of those movies where I should have been on it for three months. I ended up staying on it for eight months, staying on um, as an assistant to different producers. But, yes, I was, I was in the office and we we joke we we met in the office supply closet. Yes, <laughs> that's fantastic. And I instantly had the southern connection. Oh, you're from Texas because so you're, you're from, from Texas. Louisiana. Okay, and yep. you grew up in New Iberia. New Iberia. We were Louisiana. talking yep. about. Yep, I went to Culinary Arts Institute of Louisiana in Baton Rouge. Okay, uh, not LCI. I got you. LCI okay. is a really really good school. Culinary Arts Institute yeah. of Louisiana. I wish LCI would have been here, <laughs> but it wasn't around at the time. It wasn't there yet. No. Right, right, right. Okay, and and so then y'all met and you decided to stay in California and you, and you eventually moved to San Diego and opened a really posh store there. Yeah, as soon as we met, both in the movie business, we kind of knew that we didn't want to be in a relationship where it was getting pretty serious and stay in the movie business. Um, we both eventually is it I just mean, like we, too toxic i mean it's just like well, not a really you know, healthy you know the thing about it is like but you see you, a lot of things you just see a lot of yeah i mean you're traveling all the time you know separated you know and one's in one movie in one part of the country or the world and one's in the other and just it just wasn't right for us so yeah. and we knew we both mentioned the day we met that we that we, wanted we knew to we always to wanted to move back home to raise eventually. a family eventually yeah, right. there's something okay. about southern hospitality and manners that yes was, we knew it would happen, but, but we weren't quite ready for that. And both our <laughs> parents are aging, so sure. mine are older. So we wanted to move back closer to them, get the kids to know them and cousins and all of that fun stuff. So, yeah, we ended up shortly after getting serious, deciding to move down to San Diego. We didn't have a job there, so we created one by opening a furniture store, which we really didn't know much about. And... Learned we it very kind of quickly. fell in love with the city. We spent all oh, of our yeah. time between movies in San Diego. San Diego is a cool city. It's, it's a beautiful city. It's a really neat place. Yeah. So it, there's but so I mean, much to no do. But it's no small thing to just open a like really upscale furniture store and then and to get the right vibe and to get the yes. right, you know, I mean, you have to sort of get in that. Like, how did you know where to start? You were, we didn't. <laughs> we, uh, we had a mutual friend that had just moved out there and we had said, you know what, we're, we actually were in Lake Tahoe for New Year's celebration. And we were kind of trying to figure out why or how we could get to San Diego. We both had jobs in L.A. and we knew that if we moved to San Diego, those same jobs wouldn't be available to us. Uh, we joke that we drank way too many mimosas and made the decision, <laughs> you know what, we're there just going to quit Year's our jobs. <laughs> after a few mimosas and we're like, you know, we could do a furniture store. And one of the other guys, there were 16 of us that rented this house. And he's like, well, what about furniture? What about modern furniture? And I'm like, so we were thinking maybe going around the country and doing antiques and bringing them back to San Diego to a little shop. And then he's like, what about modern? So he became our third partner. Three of us rented a house and started trying to raise money and 
research lines and you know all of that kind of stuff we, we joke all of our meetings were in our pajamas in this house we are reaching out to these very high-end like yeah. european this is back before the zoom era right oh for sure yes. yes but this is so great i mean like i cannot imagine just sitting there with my husband and saying let's start a business this would not work at yeah. all i mean i just think we it's so great <laughs> yeah so i'm jealous i mean you know it's, like that y'all were on the same page like right away like that, yeah, that's I, special. we're both both of our families are entrepreneurial families. So I think for both of us having parents that own their own businesses, <clears throat> siblings being around that, I think I don't think we ever even thought of any other option. We knew we wanted to work for ourselves. We knew we wanted to mm. create something that would allow us to be creative, something that had our interest. You know, and it's um, it it is interesting that we opened something we knew nothing about. <laughs> But in doing that, we learned so many things. And, and then you learn together, like, <laughs> you know, all of that. So that kind of brings you even closer, I think. How old were y'all at the time? 20. This was 2003. So I'm y'all were in your now. 20s. Can somebody out well, there that do the math yeah. for me? <laughs> <laughs> you were too young to know any better. You but. were 30 when I met you. There you go. So, okay, so you were early 30. 30. I, he's a few years older 30. than me. Yeah. And so then you sold this business to a celebrity chef. Who was it? Somebody so we should know? We had, put the, we had put the business up for sale. We had 10 years left on our lease. We had put the business up for sale. We were in no hurry to leave San Diego or to sell it. But if the right designer, that's what we thought it would be, a designer or an architect or somebody that could turn it into an office slash studio so they could sell uh, their their design, but also their furniture and their other, other things in it um, and put a package together. So we put it out there, and a friend of ours who's a real estate agent walked in one day with Brian Malarkey, who is a celebrity chef. He's on Food Network a lot. Wow. Next door to us, Richard Blaze had already opened uh, Juniper and Ivy, another restaurant, and Richard Blaze is on Food Network as well. So um, Brian Malarkey came in with uh, the real estate agent and said, look, Brian's interested in chatting with you guys. Uh, you know, Brian's like, how many years you have left? We said 10 years. He said... Let's make a great deal. Yeah, he goes, I tell <laughs> you what, he goes, deal. I wow. really want to put a restaurant here. Uh, he would put two restaurants in the space. It was 9,500 square feet. So he did kind of a fast, casual, funky, cool place um, in the front. And then the back, he put a fine dining um, connected to each other, but separate hours and separate businesses. But anyway, he just said, you know, what if I let you close as long as you want? I'll pay you a good price for the lease. And you guys take a while as long as you need and whatever. So it ended up being a great relationship. We still chat with him today and, uh, you know, it worked, it so worked out awesome. Yeah. It worked out wonderful. And it's been amazing to go back and see the space because it was, it was this very cool oh 1940s brick warehouse, three levels Love it. and Love it. we loved it. And it was, I mean, it was so dear to us for so many reasons. Yeah. And, if, you, if anybody's ever there, switch. herb and wood is the, is the place. Okay. Go check it out. It's, it's awesome. Building. Okay. So, so Baton Rouge is just a world away from this really cool, hip, funky, you know, world of, of, of celebrity chefs and interior designers on the West Coast. At, and, and you opened in Building 5, which well, is probably the greatest Well, that's kind of what space. attracted us to that whole area. Like, it's a really funky, cool area. And we feel like and felt like at the time that the culinary scene in Baton Rouge was getting much better. It's, it's going that direction creatively and just some funky, cool things going on. But the area itself where we are with Beauvoir Park and all the other restaurants down there. That have been there for so long. It's I mean, a, it's so yeah, known to people I mean, who are from here. You got the old school DiGiulio brothers to, you know, Overpass Merchant to uh, Zippies to all those things that are just funky in itself and yeah. cool that we thought, you know, what a... What a great place. So we well, found the building. It took us a long time to find a location. Yeah. We that looked. was definitely the hardest. So you, you had the concept, though, to open the business before you found the location. And I read that, that the building sort of spoke to you. 
Is that accurate? We were here to do, um, not here, when we first moved here, our idea was a little bit more of the fast casual, more of the lunch that we do right now at Building 5. Um, but we were having a really hard time finding locations. Locations are locked up here before the current tenant is even gone. We were new to the town. So it was very hard to kind of get in that lineup. And while we were waiting and kind of finalizing our business plans, we started doing some catering. And as that was continuing to grow and we weren't finding locations, we finally set out to find kind of a commissary kitchen space. Yeah, at that point we were kitchen. just like, let's just find a place to start cooking and do um Anything you know, we can. Do the catering, <laughs> anything we can to meet people and to look for places while we were doing that. And then I went to Bet R Grocery. Um, love it. To look, me love too. It. I love it. To look for uh, unpasteurized milk because I was going to make some mozzarella cheese with mm-hmm. my brother-in-law who's Italian. And literally the farmer said, don't come into St. Francisville and get it. Just go to Bet R. They sell my product. I'm like, perfect. So I went to Bet R. If I had been there, I'd probably had been... 20 years since wow. I've been to Bedar, but, um, so I pull in, I go in and I look across the street and I see all those cool, weird yeah. buildings and walked over and chatted with the woodworker, Randy, who's next, you know, on the property and then talked to him and then talked to the landlord and that was it. The rest we, is we, history. Yeah. So, I mean, building five has really taken off and you sort of have three concepts under one roof. You're a, a restaurant with a large outdoor seating area, which has been really great in the COVID world, right? But you have pickup foods in a refrigerator along with food-related items and merchandise like you brought here. And then you also sell hot prepared meals for takeout and for pickup. Yes. We, Everything. We do a little and bit. They're, and, they're, and they're, I mean, those are three different business models though, right? Yes. So are they all doing equally well? Does one support the other? Or is, do you really think of yourself as a restaurant with the other things on the side or vice versa? I mean, we think of ourselves as a hybrid, certainly. I mean, day-to-day operations, we... That, that often comes up that when you're running one part of the business, you have all these other aspects that are not traditionally in a restaurant setting. Um, but it's something, anything we've always done. Uh, we, we don't typically like to follow standards. We don't like people to tell us how things are supposed to be done. Uh, we like to find our own way. We don't think anything is impossible, and we don't think you have to do anything in a certain way. So for us, it's what's interesting, what do we enjoy, what have we found that we like, what mm-hmm. do we think people yeah. will like, and, and it gives us the opportunity to try things out and to stay flexible. And so for us, I would say all parts of the businesses, all parts of the business are um, successful. I wouldn't say any are carrying the other, but certainly in the last two years, there, there have been different moments where one um, seems to be producing a bit more, whether we're you know, weather dependent for outdoor seating. But it, it, it seems like certainly, you know, with COVID, the idea of pickup or takeout or outdoor seating, I mean, all of them. And yeah. people loving to cook and people, yeah. right, sort of embracing. Yeah, everything that's there now is in our business plan to start. I think when the, you know, in March of 20, we just kind of sped along a lot of the things we had planned to put in place anyway. The market mm-hmm. freezers were in there. The market coolers were in there. We were always going to be a place for pickup and to go and delivery and meal delivery but it kind of it, it took off faster because of march we hadn't had 20. a chance to put it all fully into place and then in march we now suddenly had a bit more time to make it yes. happen but yeah they were all elements that we wanted to be a part of this business before the world changed and yeah. we, are just we, we basically fortunate. created a place that we would want to go and i think we did it with the with mixture our furniture store and we did it with building five if we're going to you know, go somewhere, where would we want to go? And I think if anybody starts any business, if you're already a customer, then you're probably going to find other people will be too. 
You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Stephanie Regal. I'm talking to Brumby and Misty Broussard of Building 5. Are y'all there like 24-7 or 7, you know, every day that you're open? <laughs> we, we, where, where are your kids? We, we feel like it for sure. In the beginning, we were In the beginning, it was definitely 24-7. This last year, we've been fortunate to work out the schedule to where Brumby kind of gets there bright and early mm-hmm. um, and then is able to take off in the late afternoon, evening to where he's able to cook dinner for the kiddos and tuck them in. Um, I tend and to head there in. night. I, I finish nights. We wow. do, I don't re, I don't recall us voting. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't we, recall she, she didn't show up for the vote. I, I, we we voted and I I double voted. Okay. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So yeah, we head in uh, kind of crisscross pass a bit in the middle of the day, and then I finish up the night. So right now it's, I mean I I'll it, it's tough certainly mm-hmm. because we have a 12 year old and an eight year old. So we have young children. This yeah. is the first time we've opened a business having young children. So it's that's different. Been a, very, entirely very different. different. They, they change everything. They yeah. change everything. So there's the first there's year and a half we had to go home and introduce ourselves again. Yeah. Hi, I'm dad. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. But you know, we always talk about it. It was something my mom, you know, my mom was always very concerned for us. How are you going to do this with young kids? How's it going to work? And you know, the other part that we often re- try to remember is they're also watching us work towards a dream. Right. So while we might not have the ideal family life right now, getting to be home together every evening, they're watching us work really hard towards something. Mm-hmm. And they parents got to watch are, it before. Parents that are much smarter than us tell us this is going to be really good for them one day. And we're like, oh, good. <laughs> I hope so. So how is it working together? I mean, what, what are the pros and cons of, of running a business with your spouse? It can't always Let's be see. as easy as y'all make it's it not. sound. It's <laughs> not. I think the pros are you're a team in life so your team in business so it kind of works they have a um, lot of the same end goals yeah you realize communication you know is absolutely key mm-hmm. talk about everything and often um the cons are sometimes i get jealous of people who do different jobs with their spouse and then they come home and they talk about like oh god Something tim from accounting you remember i told him <laughs> yeah i told you about him yeah so oh and then oh yeah, yeah and oh honey uh, this thing and they can talk about that kind of stuff that seems like really kind of cool so, right. But here we're like having you something know. outside. I mean, obviously the con is that you take it home with you. It's twenty four seven. You know, our our schedules are very opposite, and so when we the few moments we're together, we usually have to get so much work in that there's rarely a time that that we're off. You know, and sometimes we just have to say that you just have to put that off until tomorrow. Yeah, the kids are here, or we've got to discuss something. In else. San Diego, it was when we hit the elevator. Like we tried to say, like when you hit the elevator in the garage and you're going up. That's it. We have to leave work at work here. We don't really, we start talking about it. And then if it's Sunday, we're like, no, don't, well, in a, don't in bring a restaurant it business is probably different because it, it you know, the hours are not the as hours, conducive yeah. as a retail shop. Right? And it's nonstop. I mean, there's days where we can't even finish a conversation, you know, whether it's business or personal. So there's wow. that, that moment. And I mean, we, we used to joke about it, but the reality of our store was, it was huge. It was 9,500 square feet. Right. So many, most parts of the day, we were looking for one another when we needed one another. It's not like we're in an office across a desk. I don't think that would work for the two of us. We have very different work styles, communication styles. Y'all do. Absolutely. There's a furniture store, so you had a sofa in the warehouse at all times. You could go hide and take a nap. (laughs) Can't do that. But he's he's always out running errands and taking care of things. So even at work now, you know, the the joke is that I'm like, has anyone seen Brumby? Yeah, it's like a circle. We just run around. She's like, she just went that way. I'm like, all right, thank you. (laughs) So I think space helps with that. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think for us, too, I, I mean, I guess back to the pro is like you have these dreams together. You have these goals. And like to be able 
to work towards those together and to be proud of each other and the same thing like that's that's pretty amazing that's so that great. part has been great and we've we've had not just being a couple but you know mixture we had this very high-end modern furniture store art gallery design firm and the recession hit and yeah. right. it was tough it was so tough what are things people don't need in a recession right like mm. expensive art, furniture and art accessories <laughs> yeah furniture but yeah, we, everything we, we had, they don't need. Probably one of the best things that happened to us because oh, we learned absolutely. so much from it as a business and how to run things very clean and very tight. And also, what's very important? Like, what are the important mm-hmm. things in life? What are the important things in business? What are the important things? And honestly, it was one of the best things that That's could great. have happened. That's great. Yeah. Did and not we grew feel sales. Like it at the moment. We grew sales. <laughs> doubled every year after that. So wow. we had done. You know, it's. it's so I think when the when the pandemic hit for us, there was a moment of. We yeah. knew how we, to be flexible. We know how to be flexible. Yes. Right. Interesting. Failure is so, an option. And, and you obviously have been busy because you've developed new product lines. Like you've got drink drink mixes here that y'all serve yes. now. And this this is all post-pandemic. So what have y'all developed and, and who designs the stuff? Well, I mean, honestly, the so in the market, we always had the salads. We've had our, our seasonal lemonades from day one. That's just something that's been really popular. Brumby still makes those in-house himself. Um, so those were very popular. And then as soon as dining was shut down, you know, the biggest request we had from all of our customers were, we want your cocktails. We want your cocktails. <laughs> and we were not legally allowed to sell cocktails at that time mm-hmm. in any format. And so we quickly, uh, with our team, found out how to create the, the cocktail mixes without the alcohol in them that we can sell. And it's been a huge hit. Um, it's really exciting. It's fun watching people enjoy drinks at the table and then go grab, you know, a quart to take home and take with them That's on beach great. trips or to have at their house. So I, I think we're always looking at different um, product categories like we we're said. big dreamers that's never been a problem is dreaming yeah. big that's great the and then like the, the pretty logoed items you know cheese boards and you know serving boards and wine glasses um, i mean is that stuff easy to you just have it custom designed or? well we had the we had the retail store yeah so we we had a lot of vendors we had a lot of resources and it was just one of those things we were super passionate about this brand and the idea that, you know, we're known for our dinner boards as well, mm-hmm. our cheese boards, our charcuterie boards. And so having some of those products that were specific to our brand, we felt uh, were not only great for marketing and, and branding, but it, it's something that we've been super flattered by the fact that people want these in their home, right, with our, with our five on them. That's really nice. And the five is, is just the street number of the building? I mean, or there were seven buildings. There? there were seven buildings on the property, uh-huh. and that was building five. So even the mail would come to... Not the address now, but the back, the dead end road at the yeah. end, it would come to that address. So this little shed, it was a paint shop. It was a woodworker's shop. It was, you know, I, it, I think pool like supplies a long time ago. Was there was some, I used to come to listen to music in here. I'm like, really? And they're like, yeah. So, so fun. So, so there, there was cool building, building five of seven on the property. And we racked our brains to try to come up with a cool name. And at the we end, had we all just these kept in. saying, just this like, is... We, we fell in shed. love with a building, <laughs> like like literally a building is what we fell in love with. So that's building five. That's great. So anybody listening to this is like, this is so interesting, but when is she going to ask him about Julia Roberts? So <laughs> tell, tell us about Julia Roberts. What was it um, like to work as her personal assistant? I mean, it was good. I mean, you know, her and I got along really well, and it was a fun three years. It's never, and it was like the height of, her career and she won the Oscar and you know she got married and it was really during a great time to be working with her um yeah it was nice super lady. fun yeah super, down to super earth. great down to earth low maintenance I mean she's yeah she's that's, low maintenance yeah that's wonderful yeah it was if you're going to be an assistant to someone it's that's 
she's the one who would be good. They got along great. Yeah. Do y'all still keep up with her? Every once in a while, Misty talked to her probably more than I have with her career and kids and, you know, 1,800 miles away and us, what we have going on. It's kind of... Do y'all miss the the movie and film industry at all, or are you glad you migrated away from that? I I, I miss... Yeah, go ahead. You started I ahead. miss uh, I miss certain aspects of it. I like to watch the creativity and and uh, watching it come together from literally black and white words on a script to uh, you know a finished product. And you're sitting in a theater watching it. The whole process is amazing. But I also miss being around literally 150 people that are different people uh, for three months, and you're at a different location every other day or a different town, a different state. And so the newness of everything, you get there and you're yeah. like, oh, we're at a house in Pasadena. I'm like, oh, this is a cool neighborhood. And then the right. next day you're at a mental in hospital Mexico. and <laughs> whatever. Like, it's just. Right, you don't get bored. No, that, that you is, do not. That if you get great. bored, yeah. you're in trouble. And yeah. it's interesting people because it's just people yes. from everywhere, all different mm-hmm. kinds of people, all different kinds of interests. So I think that part is interesting. Uh, I wouldn't say that I miss it just because we've found so many other things since then. But it's, I mean, it's a fascinating world yeah. for sure. But we have so many friends from there that are glad still glad we did it and kind of glad it's and and y'all plan done. to stay in baton rouge i mean this build the build the building five <laughs> brand in baton rouge for Absol- the for the long term absolutely yeah yes we uh we've we've certainly found our home here um where building five is like we talk about it it, it feels almost like this very magical place right we say it was a, a shed on a dead-end road <laughs> underneath an overpass um but it's got so much heart and soul we have the best team there's so there are so many opportunities. Like he said earlier, we're, we're big dreamers. The sky is not even the limit. Yeah, there's there's a like lot this, of things that I, we, we think this is just the beginning with this little building because there's so much we can still do, you know, from selling things online to our, you know, our products and grocery stores. It's, we're just trying to build a brand and we're very much, you know, in love with it. Well, we've been, I mean, I think we have to acknowledge as well, you know, when we opened this, we had no idea if people would, would take to come. it we had we had yeah. no idea well and people have people have definitely taken customers have been, been amazing lucky. we have yeah baton rouge has been awesome to us for sure so fortunate so happy to hear that well misty and brumby broussard i love the energy and creative spirit you both have brought to baton rouge and i marvel at your successful partnership maybe your next entrepreneurial endeavor could be to write a book on how to be partners in business and in life thanks so much for sneaking out of your busy lunchtime to awesome. join thank us you. on out to lunch oh, thank you thank so you thank you My guests on Out to Lunch have been Misty and Brumby Broussard of Building 5. You can find out more about the Broussards in Building 5 by listening to the Out to Lunch Baton Rouge podcast. You can find and subscribe to the Out to Lunch Baton Rouge podcast anywhere you get podcasts and on our website, it's batonrouge.la. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on itsbatonrouge.la and on our Out to Lunch Baton Rouge social media. Photos are taken by Eric Otts, and you can find more of Eric's photos on Instagram at at Acro. That's A-C-R-E-A-U-X. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsbatonrouge.la and WRKF 89.3 FM. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Today's show was engineered by J.T. O'Neill. And our associate producer is Peter Raschuti. Our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino and Ann Edelman. I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you around the table at Mansour's again next week for more business Baton Rouge style on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch Baton Rouge is recorded live over lunch at Mansour's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge. 
Mansur's is open for lunch daily, 11 to 2, for dinner nightly, and for brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com and by the East Baton Rouge Parish School System, inspiring humanity through transformational learning in the classroom and community. Initiatives like Pathways to Bright Futures allow students to graduate high school with an associate degree or an industry-based credential, along with their high school diploma. More information at ebrschools.org. And by Three Roll Estate Craft Rum Distillery, crafting premium rum from their own Louisiana sugarcane. Three Roll is cane to glass. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can hear Mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at MitchellForeman.com. 